Welcome back to the Raider Report podcast, everyone. My name is Nick Benvenuto. I'm the news editor for the Wright State Guardian. Today, we're joined by Claire O'Toole, social media assistant. And we also have Patrick Schmalstig, chief engineer of WWSU 106.9. Hello, Nick. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Patrick. It's good to have you on. It's good to be on. I haven't seen you in a while. Like we were talking about um, before the podcast started, we actually had a class together with Professor Jen Ware um in in some media class and uh you know i'm really excited to have you on man it's been a while since i've seen you been a while since i've talked to you and i think that we're gonna have a good conversation here oh yeah uh dr ware dr hall they're both amazing professors and i would highly recommend taking their classes for um anybody who's in the mass communication department yeah absolutely absolutely great professors really fun projects that you get to work on real world experience type stuff um, I've I've definitely learned a lot from both of those professors, for sure. Um, so I wanted to go ahead and get started here and talk about everybody's weekend um, and also talk about Thanksgiving. This is our first episode back since we took our little Thanksgiving break. Um, so Claire, do you want to tell us a little bit about your weekend and and also how your Thanksgiving went? Yeah, sure. So uh, my weekend was good. I've been studying for finals a lot. Uh, I only have one exam, actually, mostly papers that I have to do, um, and I uh, enjoyed the snow that's at home. I'm in Cleveland right now, and I really enjoyed seeing the snowfall this week. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm doing okay. I'm looking forward to vacation. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. I am on the opposite end of the spectrum with the snow, though. Uh, I'm not a big fan of snow. I, I, I take a lot of... Uh... I take a lot of stuff for this from my friends. Um, everybody, everybody that I hang out with loves the snow. They like driving in it and stuff because they think it's fun that they can do, you know, donuts and parking lots and stuff like that. My friends are a little bit, uh, a little bit crazy when it comes to that. But I'm on the, I'm on the end of the spectrum where I don't really like it because I'm terrified of driving in the snow. I've had, I've had way too many incidents where I've fishtailed across the street, and uh, it's just not my thing. I, I obviously I'm a little bit older too, so I don't really go out and play in the snow. Um, for me, it's just more of a hassle. Patrick, how are you doing? How was your Thanksgiving? How was your, uh, how was your weekend? Are you studying for finals? How you doing? Well, uh, this was certainly a much different Thanksgiving compared to other years <laughs> because of COVID and, uh, yeah, things absolutely. like that. Uh, in fact, I didn't really, um, the only thing I really did for Thanksgiving this year was a friend of mine was sending out Thanksgiving, uh, dinner kits to everybody but we didn't actually meet up or anything like that. Um, I spent it pretty much alone. Uh, and on the note of snow, um, I don't really like the snow that much either, but I will say that uh, it was the, the first snowfall was long overdue, and I enjoyed it, especially because it was gone within about two days or so. Um, but I, I feel you with the struggle and in, in trying to move around with the with the snow on the ground, uh, mm-hmm. 
I can't drive, so I have to rely on a bicycle. And you can imagine how difficult that is trying to ride a bicycle through the snow. (laughs) I feel like I'd be breaking an arm or a leg or something. (laughs) It's doable as long as there's no ice on the road. Uh, But you do have to take your time with it and you have to have good balance. Yep. And I'm with you uh, on spending the holiday alone as well. I I had to do the same for anybody that listened to the last podcast that we did um, before Thanksgiving. My family was in the process of going through the coronavirus testing process, and they actually did not get their test results back until the day after Thanksgiving, which thank heavens, everything came back negative. Nobody in my family has it. Um, But, you know, with those results not coming back in time, we had to take the necessary precautions and and none of the family was able to get together, but I was able to drive um, back home and pick up some food. Luckily, my mom and my stepdad still ended up making the big Thanksgiving feast. So I was able to swing by and pick up um, a care package type deal off of the front porch and then come home and kind of set, you know, set myself up and and um, have as much fun and some good food as I could by myself. Like I was telling Claire before the podcast started, um, I'm, I'm kind of used to to spending the holidays alone. Um, We do get together, you know, on Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff like that, typically, but uh, it doesn't really last very long. We'll get together, we'll have some food, we'll hang out for a little bit. And then I always end up spending probably half to three quarters of the day by myself anyway. So while this year was a little bit different um, for the reasoning why that happened, it's, it's something that I'm kind of used to. So I was still able to make the best of it, still was able to get some good food in, and um yeah enjoy my day it was uh it was fine it was just my mom and dad and i at home and we had a great thanksgiving dinner all the normal uh fixings and it was fine it was very quiet but it was okay and i think definitely um looking forward to next year oh yeah for sure for sure so talking about finals week we kind of mentioned that a little bit. Um, are you guys, Claire, I know you said that you only have, what, like one final that you actually have to take? Yeah. Patrick, what about you? I don't have any finals per se, but I do have to wrap up. Um, I have to wrap up four news articles for Dr. Um, Dr. Ray, Dr. Ray Marcano's class. And then I have a final paper in another class that I also have to write. Oh, Okay. Are you guys stressed out at all about finals week? This is a time when I always see people on social media coming out and saying, oh my gosh, finals week. And then you see all the memes coming across Instagram and everything. Everybody's freaking out. Are you guys are you guys at all worried about any of the projects or any of the work that you have to complete? A little bit, but um, mostly ready to get it over with. So that's my motivation for doing it, is getting it done. <laughs> I feel you on that, Claire. I'm with Claire on that. I'm not necessarily worried about performance i'm just i just want to get it done it's looming over my head i want to get it done i want to get into the break because i have a few projects in mind that i'm going to do during the break before spring semester comes up mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm ready for this semester to be done <laughs> yeah i think we're all there with you patrick this has been such a crazy semester that i think like not only with it, you know, being finals week and us having like our last projects to turn in and our last work that we have to do. I think there's just an, an anxious feeling that comes with it just because it's been such a 
it's been such an uncertain semester that everybody's just at the point to where we're like, okay, let's just, let's get this last week done and let's just move on with our lives and hope that, you know, come spring, at least, at least something will be, something will be different, giving us something to look forward to, at least, I think. What kind of projects are you working on? Well, uh, just real quick, uh, before I get into that, I, I do want to mention, uh, at least we're hearing that, uh, Pfizer and Moderna are coming out with a with a vaccine for COVID. So that's at least something to possibly look forward to in the spring. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. What kind Um, of projects, what kind of projects are you working on, Pat? So in terms of projects, um, I'm working on a a pinball game that, well, Mm -hmm. I've, I've been working on it for several years and I've just, just now gotten back into it. Um, I'm helping a DJ, another DJ from WWSU radio, who is starting a DJ merchandise and apparel company. Um, Sweet. Really oh, cool. Neat. So he's selling a bunch of t-shirts and hats and other cool things for DJs. I'm going to be helping him get that off of the ground. Uh, let's see what else I'm trying to remember. Uh, I'm actually working with you and the Guardian Media Group as well for a collaboration with uh, WWSU Radio and the Guardian Media Group, kind of like mm-hmm. a, a cross-promotion thing. So that'll be exciting. Yeah, I believe I've heard Kenzie talk about that. That is exciting. Have you ever worked with um, anyone from The Guardian or done any work with The Guardian before? Um, I've written a couple of our uh, guest articles for The Guardian newspaper uh, back when they actually had a newspaper. Um, yeah. When they did the series on the letters of the alphabet. Um, so every week they would have an article for each of the letter of the alphabet each of the letters of the alphabet. And I think they did two per week. Um, I did F for food reviews and I had a, in a, a really cool interview with the YouTuber Dame drops, uh, who is a okay. very popular, uh, fast food critic, uh, really has a really fun personality too. So, uh, <laughs> definitely check him out. Cause he, he gives, he, he has a really, really interesting vocabulary and really great persona. <laughs> That'd be uh, fun work, working with somebody from the YouTube community. I bet that was awesome. Yeah. And then I did B as well. And B was for Brony, where um, I collaborated with a friend of mine on an article kind of explaining what being a Brony is and how that correlates to uh, the, the cartoon My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Uh, kind of mm-hmm. talking about what Bronies are, debunking some of the myths behind it and things like that. So that was pretty cool as well. Yeah, cool. Nice. So let's talk about the radio station a little bit, Patrick. Um, yeah. Talk to us a little bit about what you do there. How long have you been involved? Where did your passion come from? And why did you want to get involved in the first place? Um, so I started in 2012, spring of 2012. And to kind of give you an idea of how long ago that was, Wright State was still doing quarters at that time. They had just switched to semesters in the fall of 2012. I remember that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it's been a long time. Um, I started out as a DJ. So prior to coming to Wright State University, um, I was running an internet radio station and I called it WRRJ Radio. Now, those were not official FCC call letters or anything like that. But I did look up and saw that there weren't, there were not any stations registered with that call letter. So I thought it would be fun to just call myself that. 
Um, of course, nowadays, as I look back at that, I could see I could probably get into some legal trouble doing that. So <laughs> I'm glad that that project uh, is no longer in existence because a couple of years later, there was a radio station that did register with the call letters WRRJ. Anyway, um, so the radio station was started out initially as a fun little project between myself and my best friend. Um, we wanted to do a, a cool thing where we did weekly shows uh, and just had fun with it. Um, the first thing we did was called Friday Night Randomness, I believe. Um, and it was just my mom, uh, my best friend's mom, and then, of course, myself and my best friend uh, having a lot of fun. And this, pro this little internet station project progressed. Um, there was a spiritual community that I was a part of and still a part of, actually, um, although I did take a break from them for some time, the Center for Spiritual Living of Greater Dayton. And they wanted a way to be able to have their services um, accessible remotely by people who weren't able to physically come to the building. Mm -hmm. So I set them up with the internet radio station, got the technology to do it, and so we stream their services live uh, through the internet radio station on Sundays. Uh, and to even add on more to that, we also did a little program in the evenings where not only did we rebroadcast the service again for anybody who can't listen in the morning, we also had a little um, open phone discussion moment. So we'd have people call in through a Google voice number and comment and give their thoughts on what happened at the service and what the message was and things like that. And this progressed over the couple of over a couple of years, we added some meditations to the internet station that aired every week, we added a um, uh, another spiritual show, actually two spiritual, two spiritual shows. Um, what's really cool was there was a, a, a couple at the Center for Spiritual Living of Greater Dayton, they travel around the world um, and they promote the message of uh, being one with nature and one with animals and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and we would do a weekly segment on, or not weekly, a monthly segment on their progress through their journey. They would call in from whatever country they were in and talk oh, to wow. us about uh, awesome. what their journey was like and what their experience was like there. Um, That's awesome. How did yeah. they call in from, you said that they, they would call in like obviously remote. How did you guys, you know, what program were you using or how were you guys able to coordinate that? So we used a program called Jitsi, which is an open source um, voiceover IP application. Uh, it's still in existence today, which you can use. So uh, it, it's, it's helped us a lot. That's really cool. Um, yeah. And it was really nice because it plugged in nicely to our automation system because at this time we actually had an automation system and had some uh, things doing things on their own type of deal. Mm -hmm. uh, so this progressed and then we also had a, another member of the uh, CFSL who uh, did interviews with local people in the, in the Dayton community, the Dayton and Kettering community. And he would go out and do interviews with these people and spotlight some of their stories and uh, their talents and things like that. And that was a really cool program as well. But this all led up to my interest in 
radio broadcasting because I was really enjoying doing what I was doing with this internet program. Uh, but, um, but, um, unfortunately it had to come to an end because I had moved to a location with poor internet. Uh, so I got involved with WWSU radio. Um, I had done some searching around college. I was originally going to choose Sinclair community college, but when I saw that Wright State had a radio station, I wanted to jump on board right away with that. So I started immediately with Wright State, got into uh, WWSU radio, and uh, the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you said that you started out as a DJ. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about what it's like for somebody um, starting out at the radio station? Is it, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it might be a little bit different um, now than it was back then, but. For somebody that's at Wright State right now that, you know, might have that that interest in radio, but might be a little bit worried or not understanding how it starts, um, walk us through that process. Yeah. So I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I'm going to say it as honest as I can. Yes, you are going to be nervous when you do your first radio show. You're going to be very nervous. And you might sometimes um, forget some of the things that you've been trained for. Um, because that nervousness might get to you and you might have mind blank. That's okay, though. That happens to anybody who's new to the DJ industry and to radio and things like that. It even happens in professional radio sometimes, too. Um, but that's how you get started. You got to start somewhere. Um, so if you're interested in being uh, a DJ on the radio, you know, realize that you will probably be nervous for the first few shows, but don't let that don't let that deter you from doing what you want to do. Um, you know, it take it takes practice, a little bit of practice. Um, it's 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 not that hard to be honest. Um, I would say once you get over those first few shows, you'll quickly start to get warmed up to the idea of radio, and you'll start noticing the nervousness kind of diminish a little bit. One of my pro tips, especially as a new DJ, is start off small. So start off with a weekly one-hour radio show, something like that, you know, and do something. Uh, ha have, a, have a general script ready before you start your show as well. Um, like have a list of songs you want to play, have a list of topics you want to talk about, and even better, try to get some guests on your show, especially as a new DJ. Because um, when you have when you have a lot of uh, when you have other guests on the show, it helps keep that conversation going, and then you don't have to do as much talking on the radio. Uh, it also helps you warm up a little bit when you have guests on the show. It helps you bring it helps bring you out of your shell. It helps get you into more of that open. Uh, semi-extroverted personality that uh, radio stations look for. Um, so th those are my tips for starting out as a DJ. And uh, those who are students at Wright State who want to be a DJ at WWSU Radio can <clears throat> just go to our website, um, wwsu1069.org, and there's uh, a link in the menu called uh, Become a DJ or Personality. And all you have to do is take an easy uh, class that it only takes about a few weeks, doesn't cost you anything, and you could have a, a radio show with us. That's great. Sounds very encouraging. Patrick, you said that 
you're the chief engineer at WWSU 106.9. Now, what does that mean? Can you tell us a little bit about um, what your job description entails? So the chief engineer, I would argue, is one of the most intense positions at WWSU Radio. I mean, you do have the general manager who's above you. uh, But even so, I would argue that the engineer has a lot of work. um, Because as the engineer, you're... I'm... um, making sure that the equipment is in good operating condition, that all of the computers have the most recent updates on them. I'm in charge of ensuring that we have good software for our audio production and for our radio production. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also in charge of development. So one of the unfortunate things about WWSU and probably a lot of college radio is that they don't get very much funding. Um, the radio industry is kind of dying off, unfortunately. It's not dead. I'm not going to say that. It's definitely still booming, and it's going to continue to be that way because it's one of the most accessible uh, forms of media that is out there, one of the most easy-to-access forms of media. Yeah, However, absolutely. it has... yeah. It has become less popular, though, as streaming media, the Internet and television has taken off. Um, And because of that, ad revenues and things like that for stations have gone down. And so they don't get as much funding. Um, And WWSU definitely does not get much funding. We have to make do with what we get. And uh, sometimes that involves making our own software, software applications and things like that, instead of paying someone else to develop it or buying something that's already made. Uh, And so that's where I come in. Uh, I develop some of the software that WWSU uses as well. Is that something that you already knew how to do? Or did you have to train yourself on that? How did I would have no idea how to start creating softwares and stuff like that? How did you learn that? Um, For the most part, I already knew. Although I certainly learned a lot more doing what I do now because mm-hmm. um, prior to coming to WWSU, um, my only programming knowledge was in something called Visual Basic, which is a very uh, beginner's friendly language. Uh, they yeah, I often believe teach, I've heard of that. Yeah, they often teach this in uh, high school. They teach Visual yep. Basic in high school a lot. That's where I think I've um, heard of it. Yeah. It's definitely not something that you want to stick with um, as your main programming language, but it's a good, it's a good uh, getting into the doors type of programming language. And that's what I started out with. And coming into WWSU, that was my main language. And so the software that I developed for WWSU at the time was very simple and basic, um, just something to update the metadata on the website, uh, DJs, when they go live, they can type in whatever they're playing on the air, and then it will get sent to their web to our website. But as time goes on and the station's needs became more and more apparent, um, I had to expand what this piece of software did. But of course, I still only knew Visual Basic. The problem with Visual Basic is that it doesn't operate very well. So you can easily find your programs starting to um, run very slow and things like that. And that's the problem we had. So I had to quickly start learning another language 
in order to redevelop the applications that we had to make them operate better. Uh, and so I turned to something called node.js, which is a server-side JavaScript. So if you know JavaScript, you'll pretty much know node.js. Um, so I turned to that and utilizing node.js, I developed, uh, I redeveloped the applications that we had at the radio station to operate better. So in short, yeah, I didn't know Visual Basic coming in, but I had to learn a whole lot more as I was going through with my job at the radio station. That's really cool. Um, so how many programs do you know as of right now? Uh, programming languages. Yeah. Um, I'm impressed that you actually have to take the time to count that because mine would be a real simple answer, zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say if you count HTML and CSS, which I know some programmers don't, and to be honest, I don't really call that a programming language either. Um, I would say around seven. Uh, but if wow. you don't count those two, I would say around five. Uh, Holy cow, that's impressive. So HTML and CSS is your web pages, basically. It's what uh, tells, it, it's what designs websites. Oh, okay. Nice. Let's talk a little bit about the importance of college radio and the importance of having WWSU um, and all of the things that you guys do provide for students. Um, mm -hmm. Patrick, what would you say is the driving factor behind, you know, you continuing to do what you do? Why do you feel like this is so important for, you know, Wright State students and the, and the, the faculty and the staff for us to have this radio station here on campus? I think one of the biggest drives of WWSU radio kind of correlates with your drive as well at the Guardian Media Group, and that is freedom of speech. Um, Absolutely. The radio station aims to give a platform to everybody, not just students. Um, we, we also give a platform to the faculty and the staff of the university as well to be able to come on and to talk about what they want to talk about. Now, granted, it is a student-run radio station, so if a faculty or a staff member wants to come on the station, they will have to be supervised by a student DJ. But we have had faculty and staff on the show quite a number of times. Um, some of the most memorable occurrences are we had Dr. Sean Wilson from the Political Science Department. Uh, he hosted a show for some time called Good Politics, where he discussed uh, what was happening in politics and in the news from a factual and non-biased approach. It was a really cool and interesting show uh, because it didn't have what a lot of other political talk shows had, which was the, the drama and the arguing and things like that. He stuck to the facts. He stuck to what was happening, you know, why it was happening and things like that. He didn't really put his opinion into it or anything like that. So it was a really cool show. Um, some other couple of uh, memorable moments. Uh, if you if we go back to the uh, AAUP WSU union strike, um, one of the things that I particularly did was uh, I tried to cover the strike as much as I could. What I did was I frequently connected with Tom Rooney, who was chair of the chapter, uh, and had him come on the show a couple of times prior to the strike. And he would talk about, you know, what was happening between the university and between the faculty and why, you know, they were considering striking. He talked about the 
contract negotiations, how they work and why they were stalling and what that means for not just the faculty and the staff, but also for the students. Uh, so he had a really in-depth conversation about that. Um, I also invited um, what was student government president at that time, David Palmer, on the show as well. And he, he kind of went over the union uh, strike from a student perspective as well. Uh, I, I did try and invite uh, staff from Wright State to come on to discuss the, uh, the contract negotiations as well. Specifically, I tried to invite a couple of members from the Board of Trustees, uh, but they had declined to respond, which was unfortunate because I really wanted to get their side of the story as well. But you got to do with what you get. And the AAUP yep. union was very enthusiastic and very happy to come on the show and talk about what was going on. Um, so during the strike, I had actually gone out to the picket line because the, the faculty could not cross the picket line. So I went out there to their strike headquarters with remote equipment and recorded some interviews with them, kind of given an idea of you know, what, the, what the faculty were doing while the students were inside the building with their, uh, as they call them, scabs, the substitute teachers. Um, and we had some really cool interviews there on, on the radio station. And not only that, but uh, more recently, when the Teamsters Local 957 almost went on strike, um, we had... I, I forget his name, but I had the chair of that chapter come on the show as well. And he talked about what that was about and what was going on between the university and Teamsters 957. And he also talked about what the Teamsters represent, you know, your, your custodians, your janitors and things like that. So in short, WWSU is a, is a platform for people to come on and basically do what they want within FCC guidelines, of course. Um, mm -hmm. They can play whatever music that they enjoy and want to share with other listeners. They could talk about things that are happening in the world or uh, just do some fun stuff, um, whatever floats their boat. It's, it can also be a really powerful tool to get the word out about different things that are happening in not only the Wright State community, but also the Dayton community as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is, is radio something like I can tell just listening to you talk, it's something that you're very, very passionate about. Is this something that you want to continue to do? Um, even once you graduate from Wright State, do you have any plans in trying to get into local radio or, um, maybe somewhere outside of Ohio? I know that you said that your mom lives in West Virginia. Are you planning on staying in Ohio or what are your plans after college? I am not entirely sure what my plans are going to be just yet. Um, I would like to continue to pursue radio when I come go out of college and continue to uh, do the engineering work for a radio station. The problem, of course, is actually finding a radio station <laughs> that is hiring. And not only that, but yeah. I, have a, I have a personal uh, vendetta of sorts where I do not want to work at a, a commercial radio station. So mm -hmm. I don't want to work at any iHeart radio station or any any uh, radio station that's owned by a conglomerate. Mm -hmm. I personally want to work at an independent radio station because I'm very passionate in the in the importance of keeping independent radio alive and thriving. Um, because independent radio 
can bring so much to local communities that corporate radio and conglomerate radios cannot do so because they're so heavily regulated, especially yeah. by uh, the advertisers that they get. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like you could you could do your own. Is it possible to have your own or does it? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it is possible, but that is a feat. That is a very huge feat. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I haven't considered it. Um, there is a friend of mine. Uh, I'm not going to get into too much detail because it's somewhat classified, but we have considered trying to start an independent radio station. Um, I don't know when or if it would happen, but we have some really cool ideas for it. I could totally see you doing it. Even podcasting. Have you ever, is this your first podcast or have you ever done podcasts before? Uh, yeah, I have done podcasting before. So um, there was a period of time, uh, about a year, uh, I think it was 2016 to 2017, that I actually took off from WWSU Radio. I had a medical emergency in 2016 and had to drop all of my classes and take a year off from college. Um, and during that time, I had moved everything to uh, back to internet radio. I, I had reestablished a another internet platform. I didn't call it WRRJ this time mm -hmm. around, uh, but I had established an internet platform again, and we had a few podcasts on there. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you definitely have the drive for it. You have the passion. You have the voice. I could, I could totally see you doing that for sure. And it's something that I feel like, like you said, um, you know, radio um, for, you know, for, for numerous reasons, is uh, not as not as prevalent as it used to be. I feel like a lot of people are listening to podcasts. They're listening to, you know, these different shows when they're out and about. Um, and I, I think podcasting in general, it's part of the reason that I'm so passionate about it. I, I you know, before I started here at, at uh, Wright State, I never really listened to podcasts much. Um, I found a couple once I first got here that I was like, man, this is, I like listening to these people. I could listen to these people talk all the time. And then I was like, well, I have a lot to talk about, so why don't I just, you know, try to do it? And then, you know, luckily I got, um, I got linked up with the Guardian, and I've been doing it ever since. This is our thirteenth episode, and I feel like having a platform like this where you can have people on, like having you on today, Patrick, and any of the other guests that we've had on, it's so beneficial um, for not only myself and the things that I want to pursue professionally and in a career-wise, but also for anybody that's listening. Um, there's there's real good that can come from having conversations and and opening up um, people's eyes to new ideas and, and keeping an open mind to things. There's oftentimes in today's society, I feel like people get, get tunnel vision in the way that they think and the, the information that they consume, um, even with algorithms on social medias and different websites, everything is, everything is broadcasted to you in things that they know that they want you to see. Um, and sometimes you know, that could be detrimental to your, to your line of thinking and for you to progress as a person. And I feel like podcasts and radio, um, and just, like I said, having open conversation can be so, so good for opening people's minds to new ideas and expressing themselves in a way that they might not have, um, ever expressed themselves before. Yeah. And I think it's especially important for, uh, independent media and radio as well. Uh, because as I mentioned, with corporate radio and media, uh, they're they're fairly heavily regulated, and a lot of them also have a, a political stance. So, exactly. for instance, uh, WHIO, for instance, takes a slightly Republican stance. WLW is a fairly Republican radio station down in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. uh, I could go on and on. But with independent radio, 
the the or in media the media itself does not take any political stance so you could have republicans you could have democrats you could have green party you could have libertarians you could have you could have um anarchists anarchists oh, that's anarchists. what i'm thinking okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's a whole lot of different views and viewpoints you can have on independent media um so you get a lot of different perspectives and views on different issues and things like that when you listen to independent radio and media. Uh, and that's why I think it's so important that we keep independent radio and media going. And that's one of the reasons why uh, WWSU, along with hundreds and maybe even thousands of stations worldwide, participate in something called uh, College Radio Day. Um, so College Radio Day is a movement, uh, an annual movement to promote the talents and the skills of different college radio stations and to really try and keep them alive. Um, college radio in particular is at risk of dying out because more and more universities are selling their independent radio stations over to corporate companies uh, because either they can't afford to keep them up or the media company the, the companies are offering them a really high amount of money that they can't refuse do you th do you think that that's something that um, the radio station here at Wright State could ever be in jeopardy of I feel like that's a possibility um, I don't think that would happen anytime soon uh, yeah. but it is definitely something that is a risk for the radio station. And so that's, it's definitely important for us to keep doing what we do and what we're doing and to make it known to the university that, hey, we are a valuable asset to the university. And if you shut us down, you're taking away a big part of student life from Wright State University. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Luckily, though, Wright State University has not made any such you know, threats or anything like that to shut us down or anything like that. They've been very, uh, they've been very kind and faithful with keeping us alive and things like that. And I'm, I'm very grateful, especially for our uh, staff advisor, Debbie Lamp, who's been uh, helping us through everything. And especially with our FCC renewal, <laughs> that's a daunting task every eight years to go through that. Mm, yeah. If a, a student here at Wright State um, wants to get into radio, um, and they're a little bit nervous about it. They don't really know where to start. What, what would be the first steps that somebody new here at Wright State um, would have to take in order to get involved with you guys? I would say the first step to take is uh, to go to our website, www.wwsu1069.org, kind of take a look at you know who we are and what we do. And then um, we have a page called Become a DJ or Personality on the menu. And if you click that, uh, it'll tell you what the requirements are, uh, which they're pretty easy requirements. All you really have to do is be enrolled in at least six credit hours for undergrads and three credit hours for graduates. Uh, you have to maintain a cumulative GPA of at least 2.0. And uh, you also have to maintain good standing with the radio station every semester, uh, which involves com uh, contributing back to the organization. Uh, we don't just let anybody have a, a radio show at the station. Uh, I mean, we kind of do, but we expect our DJs to give back to the organization by, uh, you know, helping us with events, 
helping us review CDs, helping us uh, record the station IDs, the liners, the public service announcements and the commercials that you hear, things like that. Um, and there's a little form on that page that allows you to put in your right state email and uh, any comments or questions you have. And then the station will get back with you about the next steps, uh, about training and things like that. You just go through the quick pilot training. Uh, and then after you take a few tests and pass those tests, you're pretty much good to go to do your radio show. Sounds pretty straightforward. Yeah. So basically, if there's anybody out there that wants to get involved um, at WWSU 106.9, I hope that today's podcast has been informational for you and given you a little bit of insight and, you know, what that life is like and the the positives and the experience that you can get while you're there. Um, Thank you so much, Patrick, for being here today and talking with us. Um, I've enjoyed having you on. It's been good to talk to you again. Hopefully I get to see you again in, in person, maybe in a class here, if we can ever get anything back to normal. Um, I believe that we have the same major, so the chances of that happening would be great. Um, Claire, thank you so much for being here as well, talking with us. I always love talking with you on a weekly basis. You're welcome. So, Patrick, we like to ask all of our special guests here one last question before we head out. So, do you drink coffee? And if you do, how do you drink your coffee? I'm I'm one of those minorities. I don't really drink coffee. I'm more of a tea person. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of tea? Um, that's a good question because I like a bunch of different kinds of teas and it's really hard to pick a favorite. Um, if I had to pick a favorite though, I would probably pick chamomile. Uh, and the reason being is it's nice to wind down at night with a, with a hot cup of chamomile tea to really, uh, relax your muscles and relax your mind and so on. Uh, but I also like drinking tea in the morning too. I like drinking the caffeinated black teas in the morning to wake me up. Uh, currently I have a, something called uh, peppermint. Uh, it, it's, it's more of a, a holiday peppermint, more so than a regular peppermint, but it helps me wake up in the morning. Okay. I've never really had tea like that before. The only, th- I think the only time I've ever had tea is like if I'm sick and I, I'm all stuffed up and stuff, I might make a, you know, a cup of tea, but I, I am a coffee person myself. Um, but yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Patrick, um, talking with us today. Claire, thank you so much for being here as well. Um, I always enjoy talking with you on a weekly basis. Um, Patrick, if you want to go ahead and plug the radio station, um, tell people where they can find um, all of your guys' work and how they can access it. Awesome. I could do that. So the radio station is, of course, on your FM dial, 106.9 FM, if you're in the Fairborn or Dayton area. Uh, if you're outside of that area, unfortunately, we do not go out that far. Uh, but you could tune in to us on the website. That uh, is www.wwsu1069.org. And then uh, on there, you could click the green play button to pull up the media player to tune in. Uh, you could also see what's currently airing in text form. Uh, we also have a schedule that's kept up to date with uh not only our DJ shows, but also the genre rotations, the, the genres we play at different times, and most importantly, our sports broadcasts. WWSU is the home of Wright State Raiders. Uh, we have a fantastic sports crew at the radio station, Shay Neal and uh, Scotty Kramer and his crew. 
They try and cover as many home games as they can. They're just getting started for the basketball season. So if you want some really good student-run coverage of the basketball games, especially considering COVID since they're not letting any fans in the Nutter Center right now, be sure to tune in to WWSU Radio for that. Um, You could catch me. I do a radio show every weekday morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. called The Right Morning Show. Although, uh, just a heads up, I might actually be changing the name of that show next semester. I'm thinking about something like uh, The Morning Tea or The Tea Hour or something like that. Because <laughs> I drink tea all the time. So, I thought that would be a cool name to use. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Definitely. Um, and, like I said, I'm not the only one who's doing radio shows. We have several other DJs doing radio shows from music shows to live DJing and mixing, to sports talk, to news talk, uh, and everywhere in between. We have a a big variety of shows on our station. Uh, We even have somebody who does meditations on Sunday nights. So if you need to meditate before the work week, definitely check that out. Well, that's awesome. Patrick, once again, thank you so much for being here. Claire, once again, thank you so much for being here as well. We will be back with another episode next week. Um, on December 14th for you guys. Um, looking to get another special guest. So be on the look lookout for that. Be sure to check out our social medias at WSU Guardian on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, anywhere you need to find your right source of news. We have it for you. Um, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, great week, and we will talk to you next week. Bye guys. Yeah, be, be sure to check the, be sure to check the Wright State Guardian out. They're awesome. They they give out they they publish some really cool uh, student perspectives on different issues that are happening in the in the university community. We appreciate that, Patrick. Thank you so much.